All right, we'll say good morning. Let us begin to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Av, to thank Max and Brenda Lepkowski for dedicating all the Sherman Joshua's this month in honor of their son Yitzchak Mayer's upcoming bar mitzvah, Dr. Riva Mitzner for dedicating the Sherman Joshua's this month in commemoration of the first yard site of her father, Dr. Larry Schenk, Aryeh Ben Chaim, Zichron Levracha, and Jack Bennett in honor of Sergeant Omer, Omer Taviv, who was killed by a Hamas anti-tank missile on the Gaza border on May 12th in 2021. We hope that in the merit of our Tamatora, all of the Nishamas will have an Aliyah and the families in Nechama. But we have a very exciting daf ahead of us today. So today's daf is Chav Beis 22. We actually left off at the Mishnah on the bottom of Chav Aleph Amud Beis 21b. So the Mishnah says as follows. Also, I sent out the, uh, the pictures on the link. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, on the WhatsApp chat yesterday, so we'll, we'll be referencing them as we go through the Dapim as well. So the Mishnah says as follows, If a person goes ahead and supports his sukkah, literally again, Bakari Hamita means on the poles of a bed. So you could see over here, this is picture 132. So the imagery that's being presented over here is you have a bed. The bed itself has walls. Right? Or has like a bed frame, but an extended bed frame. You're making your sukkah, you're supporting the schach on the top of this bed frame. So what's the halacha? What's the status? Kshira. Mishnah says, sukkah is kashar. Yudha Omer, im'eno yachalano b'fnei atzma, psula. And Rabbi Huda says that that's not the case. Rabbi Huda says, halacha if the sukkah is unable to go ahead and stand independently, then the sukkah is going to be possible. Okay, so says the Gemara. My time with Yehuda. I understand the Tanakama because going to Tanakama, if you look at the picture again, you could see it on one thirty-two. You look at the picture. This seems like a pretty self-standing, self-sufficient sukkah, and therefore should be okay. What's Rabbi Yehuda's logic? Why ultimately, again, would such a sukkah not be kosher? So pligi bar Rabbi Zira, Rabbi Abba bar Mamel. So both say machlokes. Machlokes Rabbi Zira and Rabbi Abba bar Mamel as to what this, what Rabbi Yehuda's problem is. Chad Amar. One opinion said that it's, in, it's too impermanent. I will say, Rashi points out that Rabbi Yehuda holds that the sukkah is a diras keva. Sukkah is diras keva. So remember again, sukkah requires some level of permanence, and the act of placing it on the bed frame, by definition, is impermanent. The other opinion says, no, the problem with supporting the schach on the bed frame, is that the bed frame is mekabel tumo. Now look at Rashi for just a moment. Shema Amida. This is very interesting because up until now, we've spoken about the fact that schach can't be mekabel tumo. Schach has to be made from something that's not mekabel tumo. What we never spoke about before was supporting schach with something that is mekabal tumah. So suddenly comes along the Gemara and says, Rabbi Huda holds that you can't go ahead and put the schach on top of a bed frame because the bed frame is mekabal tumah. So Rashi says, so what? So what? What does it matter if the bed frame is mekabal tumah? So this is very interesting. Rashi says the logic is as follows. Since it is the frame which holds up the schach, 
the frame itself takes on a quasi-schach identity. To the point that the halachos that govern the schach will govern the frame which, is, which holds up the schach. So the, fra- so the schach can't be makabal tumah, so to the frame which holds up the schach can be makabal tumah as well. Okay, so the Gemara says, my benayu, but so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. My benayu, what is the practical difference between these two opinions? I'll tell you, kigon shenaz shipudin shalbarzal v'sichich al gabayin. A good example would be, what happens if you took metal poles or metal spits, right? And you went ahead and you drove them into the ground and put the schach on top of that. If you hold that the problem with the bed is impermanence, well, metal spits have permanence, so it should be okay. However, but according to the opinion who says that the problem with the bed is that you're establishing or you're holding up the schach with an item that is certainly again, metal spits are what? Are what? Absolutely, the only problem the Gemara says is if you were literally, I should say the only machlokas between the Rabbanon and the Mishnah and Tanakama is when you're literally putting the schach on top of the bed structure. So remember again, the keys that the Mishnah was operating with was the bed has walls. If you could imagine, you have a three-walled bed, and you are li- and the walls extend up. You are literally putting the schach on top of the walls. That's where Rabbi Huda has his problem, either because it's a davar hamakabal tumah, or ultimately, again, it lacks keva. What happens, however, says Abaye in the following situation? Avasichech agabi hamita kshira. We'll say this is picture 133. So if you look over here, this is a little bit different. Here, if you notice, essentially, what you have is you have four poles. You have four poles, and the poles are holding up the sukkah. The bed structure is inside the sukkah itself. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, Avasichech agabi mita, velosama chasichoch bekirayim, ela agabi yesedos. You're about to say in this case, you're not holding up the schach with the, with the, with what we call it the walls of the bed. Rather, you've put into the ground four independent poles. And what happens? Supposed to listen to this. What's happening in this case? In this case, you're not supporting the schach on the bed. But rather, what function is the bed serving? What is the bed doing? The bed is serving as the walls of the schach. This is very important. So Rabbi says, even Rabbi Huda would say, this is okay. This is Kshera, my time. So we'll listen to this. Very simple. According to the opinion who says that the problem with the bed is, I will say, since a bed is a movable entity, it wasn't Keva. This would be Keva. Why would this be Keva? Because what are you doing? How are you, how are you setting up the Schach? Four poles planted into the ground. So that gives it, that endows it with the Keva identity. And according to the opinion who says that you're going ahead and holding up the schach or establishing the schach with a dover, um, with something that is Mechabal Tumah. We'll say, by the way, because remember, a bed is a kli. That's why it's Mechabal Tumah. So ultimately, again, This would be a case, ultimately, again, where one would not be holding it up with a dover Hamechabal Tumah.
good. So we'll say Salach so, so that so therefore again the Machlokis Shabihud and the Rabbanon will be in a case where you're mamish utilizing the walls of the bed to hold up the schach. But it appears that everybody will agree that if you're putting up four poles, holding up the schach that way, just using the bed walls to go ahead and serve as the walls of the sukkah, that that ultimately would be okay. Beautiful. But say come to Chaf Beis Amadalaf. An interesting, interesting couple of cases over here. So we'll say, listen to this. Says the Mishnah. Sukkah hamiduvleles. A sukkah that is miduvleles. Now, we, we will discuss exactly what miduvleles means. Rashi says over here, the Kaman mefarish begimara. The Gemara will explain what this term means. So, sukkah miduvleles, or, or I'll see how to read the Mishnah, vishetzilasa meruba mechamasa, or the sukkah provides more shade than sun. Now, that's a good thing, right? Sukkah, we'll, we'll see what that means. Sukkah provides more shade than sun. In these cases, kshera. The sukkah is kasher. The sukkah is kasher. Okay. Hameuva come in by. Supposedly, this is a fascinating case which we will discuss. What happens if the sukkah, if the sukkah, the schach, is so thick that it has like the literally meuva come by? means the sukkah, the, the schach, excuse me, is so thick that it's like the roof of a home. Like the roof of a home. What's the halacha? Rashi says, The schach is very thick. What's the halacha? Even though you cannot see the stars when you are standing or sitting inside the sukkah, ultimately, again, the sukkah is going to be kosher. Good. So we'll say, so let's, let's understand. Says the Gemara, by the way, what is a sukkah miduvlelas? Let's get my, uh, my pictures right over here. Good. What is a sukkah? What is a sukkah miduvlelas? Amarav, sukkah aniyah. Rav says it's a poor sukkah, a nebuchal sukkah. What's a nebuchal sukkah? Rav says, look at Rashi, aniyah. Shiyesh besichecha kanim ma'at. So this is essentially a lightly uh, or a sparsely, a sparsely, um, what's the right word? It's a sukkah with very sparse schach. So here's what's interesting. You could have a sukkah that is sparsely schacht, using that as a verb, sparsely schacht and still be kosher. How? Well, say, remember again, only if there's more than three tefachim of airspace do you have a problem. So you could have a sukkah that has excuse me, multiple pockets of airspace that are what? Less than three tefachim. What happens if it's less than three tefachim? Love it. Right? It's like it's closed. So, so Rav says that miduvleles is a sukkah that is sparsely schacht. Not ideal. Not ideal. But ultimately what? Kasher. Kasher. Shmuel no, no, no. Shmuel says it means something a little bit different. Shmuel says it means kana ola, kana yoreid. So they both said this is very interesting. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Kana ola, kana yoreid. So Shmuel says miduvlalas means a sukkah where the schach is not even. You essentially have different layers of schach. Different layers of schach. What it means? 
Kana Ola, Kana Yore, Schach at a higher level, Schach at a lower level. He says, Shlohishva, Schach, Lahash, Amri Rashi, Lahash, Giva, Kanem, Zeetel, Ze. The way you set up the Schach is that the, the branches, we'll call it, the reeds, are not all on one level. Ella, Echad, Lamala, Ve Echad, Lamata. Some Schach is above, some Schach is below. Umitoch, Kach, Chamasa, Miruba, Mitzilasa. Interestingly enough, for both sides, because you have schach on a higher level and a lower level, th- there's actually more sun than shade in the schach. And we'll say, why? Why is that? Because remember, again, the sun gets in, right? So because the schach is not densely packed, or I should say it's not all on one level, there's actually more sun than shade in the sukkah. The Rebbe said, this is actually incredible. The get ready for this. So, so remember, this is according to Rav, according to Shmuel, I'm sorry. A sukkah midduvleles is a sukkah that has schach on two different levels. And remember, what does the Mishnah say? What's the status of a sukkah midduvleles? What's the status? Kasher. But one second, you just said it's Hamas Samiruba Mitzilasa. It allows in more sun than shade. What's the Chiddush Rabbosai? That essentially we view multi tiered or multi level schach as if what? It's all together. And since if it were to all be together, it would, be pro- it would provide more shade than sun, therefore the sukkah is going to be kosher. A pretty dramatic halacha. Rabbosai, this is picture, although I don't know that it's such a helpful picture. Picture 134. Picture 134, you could see the schach, right? The schach, the, the conim themselves, the reeds, on different levels. So Rabbi said, this is incredible. So Rav Tani Chada, Shmuel Tani Tarti. So say, so now let's go back for just a moment. So now we, let's go back to the beginning of the Mishnah. So the Mishnah sp- spoke about two, this Mishnah said two things. Sukkah HaMeduvlalas and Shetzilas Samiruba Mechamasa. More shade than so. And the, and the Mishnah said it's kosher. Now you have Machlokis Rav and Shmuel, what's Meduvlalas? Rav said Meduvlalas is a sparsely schacht sukkah, but one that is still kosher. Shmuel said that it's a sukkah with, with a multi-tiered schach. So now listen to this. The Gemara now says, Rav Tanichad, according to Rav, the first two cases of the Mishnah are really one case. Ushmuel Tani Tarti, according to Shmuel, it's two cases. Rav Tani Chada, Rav says it's one case. Sukkah Meduvlalas, because according to Rav, what's a Sukkah Meduvlalas? My Meduvlalas, Meduldelas, Shetzilasa Meruba Mechamasek Shera. It's sparsely schacht, but it still provides more shade than sun, and therefore it's going to be kasha. So according to Rash, according to Rav, so according to Rav, Miduvlelas and Silasa Meruba Mechamasa, it's one case. It's one case. Ushmuel Tani Tarti, Shmuel on the other hand says, no, it's two cases. My Miduvlelas, Mibulbelas. What's Miduvlelas? According to Rav, according to Shmuel, Ultimately, again, it's mibulbelas. Mibulbelas means the schach is a little bit mixed up. Some is higher, some is lower. So ultimately, again, v'tarti katani. And according to Shmuel, the Mishnah is coming to teach me two things. Number one, sukkah mibulbelas kashera, that if you have multi-tiered schach, 
right? Even though you are effectively allowing in more sun than shade, the sukkah is going to be kasher. Why? Because we view all the schach as being on one level. So just again, all the Gemara is just pointing out is the machlokes Rav and Shmuel is not only a machlokes, ultimately again in the definition of miduvleles, but it is also comes out as machlokes as what? As to how to read the Mishnah. How do you read the Mishnah? Good. So Amr Abaye, Abaye says, Lo shanu ela, she'ein bein zeh lezeh So we'll say, now let, let's go back, let's analyze this. So we'll say, this, so the truth is, if you think about it, Rav's definition is not really such a Chiddush, but Shmuel's is. Right? So we'll say, think about this in just a moment. You have two-tiered schach. You have two-tiered schach. And ultimately, again, there really is more sun than shade getting into the sukkah, practically, right? Actually, there is more sun than shade. Yet Shmuel is holding that halacha lamaisa, we view all of the schach as being on one level. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm good, I'm good, I promise. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Now I'm going to start sneezing. Thank you so much. Say thank you. Now that you brought it. Thank you. So remember, according to Shmuel, Halacha Lamaisa, we're viewing all the schach as being compressed onto one level. Now, first of all, where Shmuel gets that from, we'll have to see. But actually, let's see it now. Says Amr Abai. Sabai gives another qualification to Shmuel's statement. Lo shanu ela she'ein bein zeh lezeh Oh, when does Shmuel say that we viewed that we view multi-tiered schach? as being on one compressed level, that's only if what? There's less than three tfachim between the two levels, which I will say makes sense. If there's less than three tfachim, then what? Then what? Love it. Love it. We'll say, you know, it, it's, well, okay. It, it, it just want to point out how interesting this is that, you know, when it comes to sukkah, right? Schach, so, right? Hilchos schach 101 is tzilasa meruba mechamasa. Right, more shade than sun, and it is fascinating here that according to Shmuel, when you have multi-tiered schach, what's what's happening inside of your sukkah? Right, more sun, and yet and yet comes along Abai and says, by the way, if there's less than three tefachim, we view it all as compressed. So we'll say, what's fascinating about this is that's very nice. You view it as as compressed, and what's happening as you're sitting in your sukkah? You're getting a sunburn, right? Because there's more sun than shade that's coming in. I will say it's an incredible musr, an incredible musr, that halacha defines the reality of a Jew. It's not my senses, right? It's not my perceptions. It's not my isms. It's not my personal hashkafas. What defines the reality of a yid is halacha. So this is incredible. So halacha tells me I've got two layers of schach, two layers of schach. Again, we're going to further qualify it. They're, but they're now, okay, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go with Abai. They're within three tzvachim of each other. Oh, your sukkah is kasha. Why? Because the schach provides more shade than sun. Really? I'm putting on SPF, you know, uh, 1,150, and, right, and, and I'm still getting a sunburn. But you're telling me, no, it's more shade than sun. Isn't that incredible? And Allah will say, yes, I, my sunburn says otherwise. I am shvitzing like a behemoth that says otherwise. It's, don't worry, you're good. It's more shade than sun. I will say such an incredible thing because so often in life, 
Like we think we have everything figured out, right? And I see the world and I'm convinced that the way I see the world, the way I see other people, the way I see circumstances, the way I see myself, that's correct. And I will say, that's why a person has to be steeped in Torah. And a person has to be steeped in halacha. And the way we live our lives has to be, has to be governed by halacha. Because reality is not governed by what we see or how we perceive. But reality is always governed by halacha, by gimara, by shulchan aruch, by chazal, by Torah. Such an incredible yisod. So the Gemara goes right there. So I will say, but again, Abayi says, so Abayi is qualifying Abai is qualifying Shmuel's statement, right? That even Shmuel says Meduvlalas means multi-tiered tzach, and we view it all as being compressed. Abai says that's fine as long as you've got lavad, as long as you've got lavad, as long as there's less than three tfachim between the layers. And Rabbi you could see again we're, we're not up to it yet. Uh, well, actually, let's go on the Gemara. Rabbi, Rabbi says no, not true, not true. Afilu yesh pein zel azesh losha tfachim. So Rabbi listen to this. Rabbi says no. Even if there's more than three tefachim between the layers, it's still okay. So nami nami lo arman ella she'ein begago tefach, avayish begago tefach kshira. So we'll say, listen to this. According to Rava, according to Rava, Rava says this is not a love issue. The way this works is that the pieces of schach that are multi-tiered really need to be at least a tefach wide. At least the tefach wide. Rabbi will say, this is picture 135 that you could take a look at. So Rabbi says, and this picture actually kind of illustrates what's happening over here. So Rabbi says that the pieces of wood have to be at least one tefach wide. If they're one tefach wide, Rabbi will say, you can see over here, you have two tiers of schach. And again, I didn't mention this explicitly, but I, I guess intuitively you probably understood it, which is that the way the schach is arranged, it is in an alternating sequence, right? So you could see that over here. So Rava says like this, that as long as the upper schach, as long as the upper schach is at least a tefach in width, even if the upper and lower schach are more than three tefachim away from each other, we view the upper schach as descending into the lower schach. Why? Da'aminan chavot rami. Because we essentially say chavot rami means bring it down. Right? Bring it down. Bring it down. Now what, what, what does that mean? Chavot rami. Rabbi look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, Aminan chavot rami. So, kishagavoh shloshav yoser, dafilu bapakos migimolav chavot ushariu kemush kavalav. Rabbi say this apparently is a new halacha l'moshim yisina. I mean, it's not a new halacha l'moshim yisina. It's a couple thousand years old. But, but l'maisa, it's another halacha l'moshim yisina. It's in, by the way, the same family as pitikra yoreid v'sosein, right? Good achis. It's the same idea. But what it says is, when you have a piece of material that is more than tefach, more than one tefach wide, above another grouping of materials with open spaces, we view the upper area as descending into the lower area, provided that the upper, in this case, we'll use schach, right? The upper schach has at least one tefach of width. Now, we'll say, so I just want to point out over here, Abaye comes along and Abaye says that in order to go ahead and make this multi-tier schach work, it has to be within three tefachim of each other. Now, we'll say, now, what I want to point out is everyone agrees that works, right? Why does that work? Why does that work? That's love it. Everybody agrees with love it, right? So that, that's not a chiddish. So if you have multi-tiered schach, 
And ultimately, again, it's within three tfachim of each other. And only with lavod it does it become more shade than sun. Everyone agrees sukkah is kasher. Rava is coming to give an additional chiddush. And Rava is saying, even if the two layers of schach are more than three tfachim apart, but the upper layer has pieces of, pieces of material that are more than one tefach wide, we view it as one compressed schach roof area. Based on what? The halacha l'moshimisinai of chavot rami. Bring down the roof. Incredible. Amarav says, by the way, where do I know this from? Where, 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 does the, where, where is this concept mentioned? Both say, this is incredible. So, where do I know that this halacha l'moshimisinai of chavot rami applies when the upper, when the upper roof or the upper schach is one tefach wide, at least one tefach wide. So the Gemara Sevichi, less pay lo aminon, chavot rami, and where the upper roof does not have a tefach, we don't see chavot rami. So we'll say, I want to point out, when the upper roof has chavot rami, that's what, I'm sorry, when the upper roof has a tefach of width, we'll say chavot rami. If the upper roof doesn't have a tefach of width, what can you still utilize? Love it. Right? Love it. So I just want to point that out. So nevertheless, where do we see? Well, I will say, the beauty of chavot rami is that even if the upper roof is way above three tfachim. So we would allow the we would allow it to view it as if the upper roof is descending into the open areas of the lower roof. So where do we know this from? This nan we learned koros If you have if you have um, literally boards of a of a home and an upper story that have not been plastered. And they are exactly opposite each other. I will say this is picture 136. So in this case over here, if you could imagine, you have a home that's under construction. right? You have a two-story home. So if you notice, again, you have a partial upper story roof and a partial first floor roof. right? Remember, again, the first floor roof is the roof for the first floor, the floor of the second floor, and then you have the upper story roof. Now, in this case over here, it's only partially boarded, only partially boarded. In this case, I want to be clear, the boards themselves are directly on top of each other. That's the case over here. So what's that? Look, I will say, this is actually quite fascinating. Tuma tachas achas mehen. I will say, what happens if you have an item of tuma? Whatever the item, you have a corpse, whatever the tummy item is, under one of the boards. So what's talacha? So tachtel tame. Ultimately, again, anything else underneath the board will be tame as well. So we learn this in Ilchos Tuma that essentially, again, anything under the board, right? Remember, again, Tuma, the board may prevent the Tuma from going up, but what? It will disperse the Tuma to anything else underneath the board with the Dabar HaTame. So, 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 tachas achas, uh, sorry, tachas achas mehen, tachtel tame. What happens if you have something, you have a, you have a tummy item between what we'll call the first story roof and the second story roof? Anything between those two boards will become tummy as well. So we'll say, so if you have a davara tame situated, this is picture 137. You have a davara tame in between the first floor and the second floor. So anything underneath that same board as the davara tame will be tame as well. So what happens if you have a davar tame on top of the on top of the top, on top of the upper story? That's picture one thirty-eight. Then so Algabe Alyona connect the Then I will say in that case, remember again, where does the tumma go? Where does the tumma go? Ola Ubakas. 
it ascends heavenward, right? It ascends all the way up. So whatever else is in that airspace will become Tameh as well. Good. We'll say that's case number one. So we'll say in case number two, in case number two, this is picture 139. So we'll say picture 139, same basic idea, which is what? Which is what? That remember again, you have an upper story, a lower story, partially roofed home. What's the difference in this case? The boards are staggered. So this way, again, essentially, the boards of the upper roof, right, correspond to the open spaces of the board of the roof of the first story. Okay? Hayu el yonos tachtonos. So ultimately, again, if the roof of the upper story corresponded ultimately to the open spaces of the roof of the first story, so what's the halacha? Say if there is a, a tummy item underneath, now what that means is a tummy item underneath one of the boards of the first story, then ultimately again, so again, remember in this case over here, it's the same concept. In other words, that any, any Dover Tame that's under a board, the Tuma keeps the board from going up, but disperses the Tuma underneath the board. Same idea. So, we said about this. When is this so? Shabbos say, when is this true? When is this true? That ultimately, again, that here, we'll say, if you go ahead and, this is, let me just illustrate. This would be picture, um, actually, not yet, sorry. When is this? So, when ultimately, again, the boards themselves are tefach and with, and the open spaces are also a tefach. Shabbos say, then we allow what? We allow for the roofs to be for, to be actually viewed as one compressed roof. But if the boards were not a tefach, so we'll say this is very interesting. Essentially, what the Gemara is saying is as follows: If we if the if the boards themselves are a tefach, right, and the open spaces are a tefach. We view it as a compressed roof. So if you take a look, for example, at picture 141. 141. So we'll say, so if you were to go ahead and if you were to view it as one compressed roof, that, that's actually not the best illustration of it. But if you were to view it as one compressed roof, then what would happen, about say? Pretty much any Davar Hatame under any board would pretty much disperse it along the entire area. Right, as opposed to the previous cases where the tumma was only being dispersed along the area of one board, if you view it as one compressed roof, any davar hatame spreads tumma across the entire area, which makes sense because it's all considered to be what enclosed and roofed, enclosed and roofed. So I will say this is the concept of chavod rami that Allah Maisa, Essentially, if you have if you have multi we'll called multiple roofs. But again, the roofs are at least one tefach of space, one tefach of board, and one tefach of open space. Ultimately, again, we allow the roofs to consider it as if they come together to form one enclosed area. That is the halacha l'moshe misinai. So the Gemara goes weiter. Alma ki is bei tefach aminan chavot rami v'chi les bei tefach lo aminan chavot rami shmamina. So we'll say we have successfully proven that the concept or the halacha l'moshe misinai of chavot rami 
only applies when halacha lemaisa you have upper upper roof of one tavach. Now I will say, the truth is it could work even if the open space was less than a tavach, right? Really, the ikur over here is not as much the open space as much as what? As much as it is the board on top. Right, that having a board on top of one tefach is what allows it ultimately again to view it, to descend. Now, truth is, if the space is more than a tefach, that could be a problem. But if it's a tefach or less, it's not a problem. So we'll say. So again, let's just loop this back to sukkah. So for sukkah purposes, what we have happening over here is as follows: that Rava comes along. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rava comes along and says as follows: that the sukkah hamiduvlelas, which is the multi-tiered schach, the multi-tiered schach. So obviously, if the two tiers are within three tefachim of each other, then what? Then what? Lava, not a problem. Rav is coming along and saying, even if the tefach, even if the two layers are more than three tefachim away from each other, as long as the upper schach ultimately, again, is at least one tefach wide and corresponds to at least the same size, if not smaller space below it, we view everything ultimately as compressing and forming one roof. And again, even if they're more than three tefachim away from each other. Incredible. Yosef Rav Kahana v'kamer l'hashmaisa. So Rav Kahana was sitting and saying over this ruling, Is that true? So that whenever, whenever, let's say the upper board has less than a tefach, we don't say chavot rami, is that true? V'atanya, we learned, what happens? Well, so remember again, if you have a mavoi in open alleyway, so you need to put a lechi or a kora, a horizontal beam or a vertical beam across the top. So in this case, over here, we'll say, look at picture 142. You're putting a beam across the top. But in this case over here, actually what you're doing is you're using two beams, two beams, and what happens? They don't quite reach each other. They don't know because the koros. Or I will say again, this is picture 142. You're using two beams. They don't quite meet each other. So what's the halacha? So we'll say, obviously, if it's less than three fucking from each other, then what? Lavud. And you don't need to go ahead and bring another board. However, however, shlosha, um, say, let's say again in picture one forty-two. If the two beams are more than three tefachim from each other, then what? You would need to bring another beam in order to go ahead and span the distance. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, "We'll say this is very interesting." Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, "I'm sorry." Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says. Pachos miarba. Right, right. Now, I want to point out before you turn the page, look at the last Rashi on the daf. Rashi says over here, Rabshim Gamil Svirale, Pachos miarba, lovud bechol duchta. The boss said, this is fascinating. Rabshim Gamil argues on the principle of lovud. There's a machlokis. I don't know that we've ever actually spoken this out. There is a machlokis about lovud. Is lovud three tfachim? Or is Lavud Fort Fachim? Rabbi Shingamil holds Lavud is Fort Fachim. So again, just the Machlokis in Lavud. Rabbi Shingamil Omer, Ahmed Beis, Pachos me arba, ain't sark lahavi kora acharis. Even if it's less than Fort Fachim, you do not have to go ahead and bring another kora. However, arba, if it's more than Fort Fachim, sark lahavi kora acharis. So we'll say, so fine. So, so far, not a big deal. 
Everyone is agreeing that you, if you're running a pole, right, or you're running a beam across the top of your mavoi in order to quote unquote enclose it. So let's say again you're using two poles, so and they don't they don't meet each other. If it's less than three tefachim according to the Tanakhama, less than four tefachim, you don't need another pole. Lavod more than four tefachim, you would need another pole. Both say now watch this. V'chein, v'chein, shtei koros hamatimos. So also listen to this. Now the halacha is, and this is picture 143, the halacha is that the beam that you put across a mavoi, right? If, if you put a beam across the top of the mavoi in order to serve as the enclosure, so the halacha is Rabbi said that the beam has to be strong enough, I guess thick enough, strong enough, to be able to place a brick on it lengthwise. Right? That's the halacha. Has the able to support a brick. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, koros hamatimos. We'll say, Let's say you have the following case. I have a beam. It's not strong enough to support a brick. So what do I do? I bring a second beam. And I just put the two beams. That, that's the picture. Rather, you could, I don't know if you could see that on, uh, on 143. Right? It's two beams. It's two beams side by side. Two beams side by side. Right? koros hamatimos. Neither one by itself has the ability to support a brick. We'll say if they have the ability to go ahead and and support, right, and support a brick, right? So in if the two beams together create a tefach of width so as to be able to support a brick along, along their width, then halacha lemaisa, or along their length, well, to, they have a width of a tefach to be able to support the brick, then ultimately, you don't have to bring another board, or another, another beam. Ve'im lav, I will say, if there's not enough strength amongst those two beams to support the brick, then you have to bring another, another beam. Says, as long as they have the ability to go ahead and support a support a brick that has a length ultimately again of three tfachim, then that is going to be enough. We'll say this picture one forty four. Okay, so I'll say these are fine. These are actually not the cases we're focusing on. Here's what we're focusing on. What happens if one beam was higher than the other? So I'll say this is picture 145. Picture 145. What happens if I have two beams, one is higher than the other? What? So, oh, so you're going to see why. I'll say, remember again, back to our Erevin days. Back to our Erevin days. So remember again, in order for the beam across the top of the mavoi to work, it must have at least a tefach of width, right? A tefach of width. Now we're dealing with, I have two beams. Let's, let's call for argument's sake, each of them are a half a tefach, okay? So in an ideal world, how would I set up those two beams? Side by side, side by side. Don't ask why, but what am I doing? I'm putting one beam on top of the other, right? One beam on top of the other. Remember again, each of them only has a half a tefach. I need them together in order to form the tefach requisite shear. Hayu If one was above and one was below, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda Omer, 
Rowan Halyona, Kilu Hilamata, Vesatona, Kilu Hilamala. So, not a problem. We view the upper beam as if it's below, and the bottom beam as if it is above. Right? So, in other words, we could view the beams as being right next to each other. Obilvad, Shalotehe Alyona, the Malame Esrim Amo, Vatachtona, the Matame Esrim. As long as the upper beam is not more than 20 amas off the ground, and the lower beam is not less than 10 tfachim. What do you see from here? As long as both beams are within 20 amis, anrinan chavot rami. We say chavot rami, even though what? Afalgav deles beitefach. And I will say, wow, wow. What did we just get finished doing on Amr Aleph? What did we just get finished saying? We have this Allah Lamosh, we see in a Chavot Rami that says you can essentially allow two different tiers of roofing to form one compressed roof area. We qualify that as saying as long as what? As long as what? The upper, right? As long as the upper one has at least one tafakh of space, um, one tafakh of width. And then again, and I will say now the Chiddush there is, and then even if the two roof levels are much more than three tefachim apart. We can view them as becoming one compressed roof area. I will say, what did we just say over here? We just said that if you have two poles, remember how, how, how wide are the poles in these cases? Less than a tefach, right? Less than a tefach. And I will say, this is pretty dramatic. As long as the upper one is less than 20 amas high and the bottom one is more than 10 tefachim off the ground, then what? They could combine. How are they combining above? Say, how are they combining? It must be chavot rami. It must be chavot rami. And yet, what do we see? It's working even if what? Even if what? Even if the poles have less than a tefach of width. Incredible. So the Gemara says, no. Amrle, tarit ve'emahachi. Here's how you have to read it. Afal gab I'm sorry. Amrle, tarit ve'emahachi. O bilvad. No, here's how you have to read it. Shalot he alyona l'malame esrim. Ele besoch esrim. Vatachtona smuchala bepachos mishlosha. Oh, I will say, what are we talking about? The Gemara says, no, what it means, you have to is like this. You could combine, you could, allow, you, could, you could see the two poles as combining, becoming one, as long as what? The upper one is not more than 20 amas high, and the lower one is within three tfachim of the upper one. Inami, or the other possibility is, or if the bottom pole is no longer than, no low, lower than 10 tfachim, but above ten tefachim, ve'alyona smucha la bepachos mishlosha, and the upper one is within three tefachim of the lower one. I will say, listen to this. So therefore, the gemara is just saying, no. When can they combine without a tefach? When can they combine with lavud? Avosh shlosha kevan the less be tefach lo arminon chavod rami. But I will say, if they're more than three tefachim apart and less than a tefach in width, then what? Then what? they do not combine. Because the Gemara suggests that halacha la the halacha la of chavot rami only applies when the, when the root, we'll call it the roof, right? The planks, the schach, only has at least one, one tafach of wide space. And I will say, that is indeed how the Rambam paskins with the halacha la of Chavut Rami. He holds that, again, uh, let me see if I could isolate it here. He says, uh, look at it. 
Yeah, he says, I'll just give you the Maramakam. Where the Rabbim quotes this halacha l'moshim sinai chavot rami and ultimately understands that it only applies with if if the roofing material is at least one tefach wide. So I will say so. Really, quite fascinating. So remember again, lavud in general, it's good to know. Lavud is your best friend. Lavud, you know, there are certain things in life you could always count on. Lavud is one of them, right? If you're within three tefachim, lavud's got your back, right? You're always good. It's, anything goes pretty much when you're within three tefachim. Once you get out of three tefachim, you have chavot rami. But chavot rami, again, the beauty of chavot rami is even if you're much more than three tefachim away from the next roofing area, it works. But again, provided that you have at least one tefach of space. Incredible. So also, let's go back. Let's finish the Mishnah. This is very interesting. The Mishnah said, as long as the sukkah provides more shade than sun, it's kasher. So says the Gimar, any fascinating inference what happens if a sukkah provides exactly the same amount of shade than as sun? So I'll say, remember again, the Mishnah said, if the sukkah provides more shade than sun, the sukkah is kasher. What happens if it's mamish chatsi chatsi? Right? Exactly the same amount of shade than sun. Well, you could infer from the Mishnah that such a sukkah would be puzzle. Because in order for the sukkah to be kasher, what has to happen? It has to provide what? More shade than sun. But we learned we learned earlier on that what? That if the sukkah allows in more sun than shade, the sukkah is going to be possible. What can you infer from that? What I infer from that is if they provide the exact amount of sun, amount, exact same amount of sun and shade, then what? Then what? It should be kosher. So we'll say, see here, the shali, we have contradictory inferences. From our Mishnah, it sounds like if it's exactly the same amount of sun and shade, then what? It's possible. From the earlier Mishnah, it sounds like if it's the same amount of sun and shade, it should be kosher. Lo kasher. Let's listen to this. Kan milamala, kan milamata. Let's say this is fascinating. It depends on where you're looking at this from. Are you looking at this from schach level, or are you looking at this from the interior of the sukkah? See, I say the Gemara assumes that whatever amount of sun the schach allows in, there'll be even more actual light inside of the sukkah. So here's what's interesting. If from the schach perspective, from the thickness of the schach perspective, you see that the schach is allowing in exactly the same amount of sun than shade, that sukkah is going to be possible. Why? Because again, if it's 50-50 on the schach level, it means it'll be more than 50-50 on the interior of the sukkah. However, if on the interior of the sukkah it's 50-50, that'll be kosher. Why? Because that means from the schach level, there's actually more shade than sun. Just a difference in perspective. Or I should say a difference from where you're, it's not really, it's a difference from where, where you're measuring the shade-sun ratio. So Amra Papa, Papa says, This is what people always say. What do people always say? I mean, come on, who doesn't use this phrase all the time? Right? People say this all the time. What do people say? If, if it's the size of a zuz on top, it'll be the size of an istira on the bottom. Which essentially means, if you can imagine, if you have a tiny hole on a roof that allows in only a small amount of sunlight, the size of a zuz, when the sun actually comes in, it will diff- the light will diffuse even more the size of an istira. So therefore, I will say, again, 
Everything depends on where you're measuring the shade sun ratio. If you're measuring a shade sun ratio by looking at the schach and it's 50 50, exactly the same amount of sun than shade, then Allah that is going to allow in even more sun, that's going to, it's going to provide for even more light inside the sukkah itself. So if again, if, the, if it's 50-50 inside of the sukkah, then you're good to go. It's 50-50 on top of the schach, then it's going to be problematic. Good. But let's just finish up. Says the Gemara, Ultimately, again, right? right I'm going to make sure I said that right. Right? That if it's kiadadi, if it's exactly the same amount of sun and shade, if that's a din, ultimately, again, in the schach, then the schach is going to be possible. The interior, it will be kosher. Good. Says the Gemara. Turn around on. Move a kimim bias. Let's just finish up the Mishnah. Remember, again, the Mishnah said that if halacha lemaisa, you have so much schach, that it's schach as thick as a roof of a home, the sukkah is still going to be kosher. Turn around on. Ha-mu'uva kimim bayis, afapishin ha-kochavim nirem misocha, kshira halacha lemaisa, if you went ahead and you put so much schach, on your sukkah, that it is so thick that what you can't even see the stars, kshera. Ultimately, again, sukkah still kasher. Ain koch What happens if halacha lemaisa the schach is so kasher that you can't even see sunlight inside of the sukkah? Then what? Beishamai posts them. says the sukkah is possible. Or beisilo machshira. Beisilo says ultimately again the sukkah will be kasher. So I will say this actually I want to just end off with this because this is a fascinating halacha lemaisa. I, I put out on the WhatsApp chat also a copy of the Shulchan Aruch over here. All right. First of all, the Shulchan Aruch says in Sif Aleph, Taf Reish Lamed Aleph says sukkah shechamasa v'tzilasa shavin mila mala. This we just said this halacha. A sukkah that has exactly the same amount of sun and shade as measured on the schach level, psula. That's sukkah's puzzle. Lefi shechamasa mispashetas berichuka v'yiyeh lamata chamasa meruba mitzilasa. Because again, if a sukkah is 50-50 on the schach level, it'll be chamasa meruba mitzilasa, more sun in the sukkah level, in, in the interior of the sukkah. Avalim chamasa mitzilasa shave milamata, but if ultimately, again, the sun and shade are shave in the interior of the sukkah, then ultimately it's going to be kosher. Good. But say, what about the last halacha very quickly? Halacha gimel. Derech hasichoch lios kal kedishir menu akochav mikdolim. Ideally, the schach should be spaced enough that you're able to see large stars at night when sitting in a sukkah. What happens if you make your schach so thick that it's like the roof of a home? Even though you can't go ahead and see any stars on the inside, Kshera. Ultimately, again, the sukkah will still be kasher. Now, the Mishnabura comments on this, and the Mishnabura says, but you need to be able to see sun, some amount of sun. And he says, furthermore, if your schach is so thick, that when it rains, no rain gets into the sukkah, Mishnah Buddha says, that's a problem. However, he says, in those cases still, if you, so also he deals with an interesting case. Sometimes if you have to make your schach that thick in order that the schach doesn't blow away. Let's say you have to compact your schach in order that the schach stays on the sukkah. The Mishnah Buddha says, in all of these cases, even if it doesn't rain in the sukkah, and even if you can't see the sun in the sukkah, Bidi evident is going to be kosher. But lechatchila, the schach should be thick enough that it provides more shade than sun. But again, we'll call it sparse enough that you can be able to see the large stars at night. All right, so I'll say, stop here. Shkoyach.